Troops, here we are, end of 2019. I found another awesome guest on the Eagle podcast, all the way from South Wales. An absolute rocket of a woman. Um, when I look at people's Instagrams, sometimes I think, I wonder if the person matches the account. Well, this time, the account doesn't match the person. Uh, Carice Bowen, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, how are you? I'm very well. How was your weekend and are you looking forward to Christmas? Uh, weekend was as kick-ass as ever. Mental, yeah. but good mental, as you know. Um, and yeah, Christmas, yeah, it sort of comes and goes quite fast, doesn't it? But just trying to plan something with uh, my dudes to make it memorable. Well, it is all about making it memorable. And I think this weekend you were in the, uh, you were in the old sea again, having a bit of a splash. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a bit. What <laughs> what draws you into swimming? For those who don't know, you're big into uh, open water swimming. I am, yeah. So basically, a year ago, I created. Well, no, I think more than created a goal. I just thought um, practice what I preach in telling people that grow to love what you hate. And wow. I didn't hate swimming. I just couldn't yeah. swim. So I was telling other people to sort of, if you struggle on, you know, burpees, do more of them. If you can't do a press-up, just keep doing them, you know? So then I was like, right, well, what is my sort of weakest point then? And what do I need to work on? And then I was like, well, just swimming. So I just absolutely hammered the pool last year. Um, and, yeah, I loved it. went to, like, these fast swim lessons at, like, 6 a.m. before work. Uh, where, yeah, so there was a coach there, and you'd sort of do drills and things with him. So it kind of progressed there, and then I did a lot on my own. And... <laughs> Basically, this year then, cut long story a bit shorter, myself and a few of my friends had already started swimming in the sea. Right. Uh, I'm a mother of two sons, and yeah. my, my youngest son actually had been swimming in the sea for a while as well. Wow. Before I did. And yeah, so we just vowed to swim twice a day, every day during the summer. And that's what we did. Uh, and yeah, it just progressed really from... Wow. Nice weather swimming too. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you say there. There's a lot of people, what you just said there about um, learn to love what you hate, um, a.k.a. do exactly what it says on the tin. And yeah. if you're trying to push a message of you should be doing this, but then you won't do something that pushes you out of your comfort zone, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people um, could, could get a bit more of that. And um, so you started in the pool. And what was the transition like going from the pool? Like just how cold is that sea? <laughs> It's the question. Well, I think when we were, you know, you walk in into it during summer and yeah. it's just that sort of like you, you know, you connect it to summer holidays with your family. So I'm quite lucky because I live along the coast. So it's, it's what we know, you know, I'm yeah. at home anywhere near the sea. But then I think we just never really appreciated the fact that it was right there. Mm. You know, I'm 28 years old and I only this year, my 28th year, have I fallen in love with what's right on my doorstep. Wow. And the benefits to it are, you know, there's, there's a list as long as my arm. But, yeah, we just, I think it was, you know, we thought it was cold then. It was then it's like, oh, you know, and you all feel, <laughs> a, bit, you all feel a bit crazy, you know. <laughs> it's all a bit testing, and then you get the nutty ones that are running. Um, but the difference, obviously, from doing it then to we all sort of spoke and we were like, yeah, you know, this is something we want to do all of our lives, all during the year, you know? So, like, when's the cut-off point, isn't it? 
Yeah. There's, there is people, there's, there's men and women, um, I, probably a bit older, that do swim every single day around here. Wow. So we were like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be the people that people talk about and say like, yeah, they go in every day, all year. Wow. So yeah, um, and then obviously the cold weather started kicking in and the, the, the big group got a bit smaller and a bit smaller <laughs> and a bit smaller. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm one of the very few that I know of anyway, you know, there's probably more, but um, in my area now that um, are still going in. And do you find that you've built a, um, built a tolerance to cold? Yes, yeah, of course you you would, yeah, you would, yeah, over time you'd build a tolerance, but I think it's all in the mind. Right. It's a huge mental battle. Wow. Because you have to want to to be fully submerged, to to be in there, you know, you have to want that, you know, you know, you can't, you can't force that, um, that strength you need. The change. Yeah, so it's just it just and it just comes in levels. So it's if say if I know I'm going in, I'm actually going in today. So I woke up this morning and that, that's not the first thing I think of, but it's first of five things that I think of is wow, that's today. So during the whole day, no matter what I'm doing, I play it out in my mind. Um, driving to the lake or sea, um, yeah. you know what I do when I get there, my breathing techniques leading up to it. So it's about twenty minutes drives or twenty minute breathing exercises. And then get in there and just, you know, be insensible about it because you'll have the you'll have the person that might come with you and they might be, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, come on, let's go in. And, you know, you've got to be really, really, really switched on and, and clued up on what you're about to do. Yeah, yeah. You've because got to prepare your, prepare your body and your mind for what's coming. Massively, yeah, because, um, yeah, it's, it's no joke. But no, it, cha- it challenges me um, mentally and physically in every way it just does it for me it's just how it some boxes how far do you go and do you have a sort of set routine as in if you were running you'd be fat lecking or you'd be doing hill sprints is there some a certain sort of routine you do in the water or do you just swim i in the in the pool yeah so oh, in the I, pool. yeah in the pool yeah it's definitely whether it's down to like drills and whether i'm gonna do sprints or sort of long distance it's different, and it, it depends who's who's with you when you're doing it open water. Because yeah, um, if it was in the sea, you'd have sort of boys uh, doing the summer, where it's like yeah. they they obviously um, the lifeguards and would um, or RNLI with us. Yeah, yeah. So they would then um, obviously give you like a safe zone, you know, where to swim into. So I would, I think I was well, the first one. Oh, and I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet that we don't wear wetsuits. No, no. Well, I was going to get onto um, yeah. I was going to get onto kit and equipment, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say to you, no, no, you, 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 that's fine. So you just wear a normal bathing costume, don't you? You don't wear like a wetsuit or a dry suit, or do you not no, put like any sort of barrier stuff on your skin, just straight in? Just straight in, yeah, straight in. Wow. Just in, in my bathers, my <laughs> bringing the bathers back, you know. Um, yeah. So that's what I was going to say is because you go to the first boy, and I think, I think it's. It's about a quarter of a mile from the slip to the wow. first boy when there's, when there's a full tide. Yeah. So then it's like, I'd say it's about 15 metres then in between. I may wow. be wrong. That's what I guess. Um, yeah, so then there's like, you know, you can go sort of like five boys out and then it comes around. So it's, it's a good yeah. distance. It's a couple of miles, you know, where they, you know, you, you're going around it. 
Uh, and yeah, so basically we'd be out on like the third, fourth boy and you know, kicking jellyfishes and <laughs> high-fiving them. I high-fived on one day because one, I just went, you know, over arm and yeah, pulled the stroke. And I just pulled, yeah, I just high-fived one and it was just, my 11-year-old well, was out there with us. And wow. the one thing you don't want to do out there is look at somebody and go, <gasps> yeah, shocking. And it's like, what? It's huge. My my eleven year old just went. It's huge, and I was like, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> just stay calm. You'll be fine." And he was the first one then going, "Like, come on, you know." Yeah. But obviously, uh, keeping it safe, you know. We, you know, we are sensible. With it. I don't know when exactly where the currents are coming through, when the tides in and out, and you know, you've got to, wow. you've got to know, know your stuff. And and does everyone know know you as the crazy swimming lady, or have you got any thought? Well, there's a few of us. Yeah, there's a few of us. Yeah. So my my friend Sophie, she's. She's a goddess. Um, right. She's, um, yeah, she's awesome. And my friend Will, and there's, there's, there's a few of us, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think um, Sophie's living in London now. Right. She's got a dream job up there. So she's doing some um, cold water swimming to open water. She's oh, awesome. Ocean up there, and I'm doing it from here. So this weekend, actually, we've got a swimming competition in Bristol in the Porty Shed Pool. Nice. So it's the outdoor pool. So there's going to be two categories: the wet tube category and then the skins, which is us in bathers. Yeah. So we're going to do a relay, um, and then some individual sprint races as well. So. Wow. So I can't wait to see her and get to be in the water this now year. that's. Do you know what? Like fair play, yeah, because that 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 sets us that sets an example, and that'll sort of bring it on to what um, into your other sort of uh, many careers that you've had. Um, Personal training wise, I know something that's close to your passion. Um, and obviously, when you're when someone's looking for a personal trainer, they're looking for someone who they can aspire to be or look up to. And I think what you've done there is you, you you've set like a high bar. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're not telling people to go in the water. You're telling them come in the water, and that's different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. You're already in there doing it, and if they can see that, it's like, well. I'm, I'm going to join or I, I want to be a person. I want her to be my personal trainer. So um, how do you find the world of personal training and, and sort of educating people into leading, I want to say fitter and healthier lives. And I want to sort of get away from the love Island sort of look. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. it's, I think people look at programs like that and I watch it. I, I, I think it's quite funny, but <laughs> it's funny you mentioning love Island because <laughs> I walked into my, my eldest son is 13 yeah. And I walked into his room one day and I just, you know, just walked in and I must be taking a laundry in and I looked and I just sort of like double took and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what are you, what? And I, and I reacted as if he was watching something a lot yeah. worse. Yeah, <laughs> love island, yeah. Love island, right? And I was so upset and I was like, because that, it's just gives this image of what, yeah. what people should be like or maybe what love should be like yeah or what love is and i was just mortified <laughs> no. I, just don't, I just don't believe in in anything and it, the thing is it can't be good for them as we said i'm sure we're going to depth it a bit more but your mental yeah. state yeah and that that's being played with you know it's going to be played with enough through life with what it gets throws at you yeah. let alone being forced and filmed to just play with somebody's emotions i think it's really yeah funny. No, and it sort of took us down a rabbit hole, but but I, I like I like what you're saying, and um, I've mentioned it a few times. Like 
for me, the show, I, I find it like quite like entertaining and a bit sort of tongue in cheek. It's a bit like Blind Date, but a bit more sort of like on coke. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit more full on. Um, minus Silla. <laughs> yeah, minus, yeah, minus Silla. But um, it, it says to people, if you don't look like this, then, you know what I mean, no one will find you attractive, which which is wrong. And I feel like what, what they don't show is they don't show these people before the show going into sort of strict um, regiments of dietitians, PTs, mm. and getting ready to go on the show. Um, I'd love to see, like, Love Island, like... Do you know um, what? At the time, I said... Sorry to interrupt you. I said at the time yeah. when he came out, put me in there, right? Because, yeah. you know, during my training... Um, I'll, I'll go into why I start in a second, but yeah. um, guys, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for for men, but I intimidate a lot of them, and it's and I think it's yeah. just because I'm I'm a strong character, I'm a strong woman. I yeah. don't um, I don't need to rely on anybody for myself, and yeah. but you know I can I can flirt better than you know the rest of them and things you know. So yeah. it's just sort of having that, and it's just a weak. Weak mind? I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't want to judge because I don't know them. But it's just, um, yeah. They need. Uh, they need somebody like me. I'd go in tomorrow just, to, <laughs> just to. I don't know. Ch- change. Come, counsel everyone. <laughs> yeah. Ch- change. Change the game. No. Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, but on to your sort of personal training. How yeah. how's that working out for you as a business? And and what do you get from it? Okay. So I think our top down to just sports in general for a second because I absolutely hated sports growing up. Yeah. I hated everything to do with it. I was the girl in the school netball team wearing the Ethnies trainers with a big fat tongue on it <laughs> and a teacher walking over to me and sort of like standing on my toes and ripping my laces and I'd be like, oh God, kill me now. Right. Um, but I was good at it, you know? Right. So like, you know, I I had it in me and I it was sort of cross country to have a sneaky cigarette half yeah. sort of girl. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and I just didn't like it, but yeah, so I had a couple of bad experiences, like the Ethnies one, obviously, traumatized yeah, me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so then um, I had my sons super young. Yeah. Um, really fortunate to have had a really good upbringing to know to bring them up with morals and manners. Yeah. But yeah, left school, um, had them, so just got into like parenting super early in life. And then I was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 21. Wow. So I then, I think during that that year and just fighting it, basically, yeah. I was, I don't know, I was in situations where I felt like I couldn't do anything. I could do anything for myself, you know, let yeah. alone for my children. So yeah. it's during that sort of journey really on that year because it was a journey yeah, um, yeah. and it, I know some would find it a negative one but I found it a massive positive journey in my life because it's molded me into the person that I'm going to be forever I, I was just going to ask you um I don't believe it in there's a, a bad experience I, I always totally. believe there's 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 always something that good can be taken from even the worst experience. And I was going to ask if you feel, you feel the same, yeah. Yeah, a million percent, every single one of them. And I think there's maybe some things, you know, other things that I've been through, which might have, you know, been a little bit worse maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, it's just finding peace 
and just knowing that I've experienced something that I can now relate with somebody else about because you can only try and imagine what somebody's been through or going through but to have mm. been through it yourself you can you know you can have that connection with somebody and even if it's a connection with a stranger it's knowing that they're not alone you're not alone you know and it's it's but it's just just I think you have to find that in time don't you and I think I'm extremely fortunate to have had that experience to have the outlook that I've got now yeah, and to be able to share that with people, which is why that I even thought about becoming a personal trainer in the beginning. So, th- right, that that was one of the driving factors to becoming a personal trainer. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So what I did was after I was cured, uh, yeah. I didn't plan this, but I ended yeah. up. So I take my children to school, but I'd end up being in the gym for about four hours a day. Right. <laughs> so that to me was the only place where. Um, you know, I'd have my daily routine. I'd have to be structured. I'd ha- it'd have yeah. to be regimented to be to wake up, get the boys to school. Um, I'd get excited. You know, I'd have butterflies in my stomach all morning, knowing that I was going to deadlift today, I was going to squat today, or I was going to bench today. And right. it always it always had to be. Again, it progressed into getting to the gym. You know, but yeah. uh, I had to create a goal. Yeah. Just like I would during treatment. So from day one to the last day, the goal was to survive. Right. So then I had to replace that because, you know, what what was I going to do then? You know, well, what's next mm. then? What, what have I got to do now then? So it was just like, right, you got to you got to bench seventy, weighing sixty. You got to. Right. My deadlifts at the time were one hundred and sixty, weighing like sixty-two. Wow. Grams. So, you know, so I just had to keep on driving and just creating goals and just believing to believing to achieve the impossible yeah. always <laughs> yeah wow. so um yeah personal training came from there really so i was in the gym all day every day and the manager at the time just said carlos just do your qualifications and just work here <laughs> you know? yeah it's 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 weird how the world works you're diagnosed with cancer you feel like at the time i bet you felt like well where do we go from here and then a few months down the line you you you, you you're in the gym you, and then all of a sudden you the manager says this, then you get a, a job as a PT. And how many, from your bad experience, how many other people have you influenced to help improve their lives? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you hadn't have been diagnosed with cancer, would you have become a PT? And would you have met all these people? And would you be open swimming? Probably Do you know not, what I mean? No, no probably not. Because during my treatment, I was very, very open on Facebook. So, so basically, what my mentality during treatment was... I didn't want to be the the girl in the corner with no hair that right. everybody looked at like I was already gone. That's mm. and that's that's deep, super mm. deep, but so true, you know, because people didn't know what to say. People couldn't didn't treat me like I was me because yeah. they'd seen me differently, you know, but I was more me than ever, you know. I wanted them to treat me normal more then than they ever had before. Yeah. So <laughs> I isolated myself for the whole time okay right. so i chose my mother was a godsend with my little boys so say i'd have treatment every two weeks on the first sort of 10 days were the worst so for right. those 10 days every two weeks i just i i just shut myself off right and I'm looking back i'm a genius for doing so because all that time in your own head is really good for you. Mm. 
So at 21, to just, I, you know, I, you could probably make a film on it. <laughs> because it was just stages, just crazy days and nights and didn't know, you know, what day was, time it was sometimes. And, you know, my stepdad was Meals on Wheels, we called him. Oh, so wow. he'd come every day with whatever I wanted, <laughs> I had. My, my friends and family were amazing, but I still shut myself off. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I was really open on social media. Um, I don't think Instagram was out then. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Facebook. Anyway, so I was like super. Everything I did, my low days, my high days, and sort of embraced my my beautiful baldness and everything. Yeah. And from there, I was conf- uh, confronted by the local paper. Yeah. To write a daily, uh, weekly blog in my paper. So it was called Kicking Cancer's Butt. Right. You know. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it started from there. So I. I know I had not blown smoke up my own ass, but I know I had influenced and I was helping a lot of people that were either mm. having treatment or knew somebody having treatment because I was just like, it was just just projecting out of my, my thoughts, everything. And what one thing I noticed about you is you really embrace like the skinhead look, like, the, like you yes. really, it's like some people might try and, hide what they seem what they feel might be like an imperfection yeah. but i feel like what you've done is like you've really imp- like you've really got a hold of that and it's like your thing now isn't it Do you know what i mean like yes yeah, it's, it's crazy because um i was like 20 and a friend of mine asked me she was like oh like, i'm gonna shave my hair off for charity i don't know anybody else these were her exact words i don't know anybody else that will do it with me will you yeah 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 I was like halfway through that already thinking yes. And I was like, yeah, of course I will. So we basically raised a lot of money for cystic fibrosis charity. Wow. And we shaved our hair off in the entrance of Tesco's. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I thought it was cold then. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we shaved our hair off. And I remember I was seeing somebody at the time. He's going to laugh at this when he hears this. Cause uh-huh. We're friends now. But yeah. yeah, he was like, please don't, don't, just don't shave your hair. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm doing it. Um, yeah, that was so funny. Uh, yeah, so it came off then, and I got sort of got wigs, and you know, I, I I did wear it bald sometimes, but I was like, everyone looked at me as if I was crazy, even though. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I had really cool wigs I got online, and then like eight months later, I was diagnosed. Right. With Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh right, okay. So you. you this you is before. See... Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. So um, so yeah, all my I can remember the day because. What happens with chemo is it, you don't wake up one morning bald. No, no, no. And I think until you speak to somebody, you don't really know what happens. But I remember laying in the bath and my mother must have been downstairs cleaning, as usual. And um, I, I, like whatever you pull will just come out. Come out, yeah, yeah. Heard or anything. I can remember lining up my hair on the side of the bath. Oh, wow. And being like, oh, mom, because we're Welsh, mom is not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, come and have a look at this. Not realizing it's probably that was probably traumatized to her forever. Yeah. Um, and then we were like, right, okay, well, you know, that's not really nice, so we'll just shave it off. So I think like four people grabbed the clippers this one night. They were like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, oh really? Oh. And I was like, literally passed them here, and it was just off the game. Um, and the first day, then I, I, the next day, I went to see my sons. And I wore, I had um, a long, bright red wig, like super bright, um, like straight yeah. fringe. And I wore that and it looked awesome. And I, look, and I walked up to my sons and I can't remember which one of them said, oh, 
man, I love that wig. Yeah. <laughs> so who would have known that by my friend asking me, in, you mm. know, that beginning of that year to shave my hair off would, would prepare my sons to accept the fact that I was bald and not link it to, to... serious illness. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's 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 a little bit spooky, isn't it, really? It's, it's mental, uh, and that's yeah. been my whole life. It's a um, little bit like um, deja, it's a, well, I don't know if deja vu is the right word, but it's a little bit sort of like, It's fake, well, it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So, um, so yeah, I, and, so obviously I was bald then when I, I was unwell, and I, you know, I went out and whatever, and I had wigs, and I had a real one, which was lovely. Quite funny, washing your hair when it's knocked on your head. That's a, that's a cool one. And the first day, right, the first day I was bald when I was ill, I put a load of shampoo in my hand, mm. and I went to put it on my head, and then and just... mid, mid sort of, yeah. mid shampoo, I realised I didn't have hair, a blob of it went into my eye, and I ended up being like, blinding one eye, in the bath, no hair, shampoo everywhere, just laughing my head off. Um, yeah, so I find the positive out of that as well, isn't it? And obviously you've 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 kicked on from there, and obviously it's a part of, is it a part of your look? Is it a part of your gimmick now? Like your you, your shaved head? Is that is this how you yes. roam around? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's I've been in remission now for six years. Yeah. And I've had some super awesome hairstyles since then. So right. Rocked, well, I'm gonna blow smoke up my own ass for this one because I rocked yeah, the mullet, bring the mullet back, right? Yeah. So I, I rocked that for. For a while, it was really, really cool. Um, mega short side, spiky in the top, along in the back. Like, wow. Proper crew, it was amazing. Um, and yeah, I think a couple of months ago now, it's been two months, it's gone really fast, but I just wanted to shave my hair off. Right. And every time I looked in the mirror, I just felt like it just wasn't, it wasn't my image. Right. My hair didn't, um, what's the word, I don't to explain it. I just, I just felt, I was frustrated with it. Right. So I, for days I like sort of held my hair back, even though I knew what I looked like bald. I sort of held yeah. it and I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? Like, so one night I just, I, I spoke to my eldest son about it. And I was like, oh, I'm really thinking about shaving my hair off. And Travis the dude, uh, Travis, he's awesome. Um, so it's been, but I said this to Trav and he just went, well, let's just do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what an amazing thing to come back with. Yeah. And my but my youngest and Finn was like, No, 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 grow it, it looks nice long, no grow <laughs> Um so Conflict yeah, and then, yeah, definitely, yeah, chalk and cheese. And then yeah, so I did it on a Saturday night and then um they see me on the Sunday morning and um yeah, they neither were shocked, but yeah, I just I loved it and I and I do love it and I just think um just not so much as break the stereotype because that's that's Stereotype people say that, but I, I think, sorry, I think that the whole like skinhead stereotype, I, I don't even think like, I think that's long gone now. Do you know what I mean? Like no, no one's going to accuse anyone like for having a skinhead, and and I even like, I can't remember the last time I saw one. Do you know what I mean? Like not, not um, not someone who just who wanted one who had hair then shaved it off. Like yeah, you see plenty of bald fellas who yeah. shaved because they're going bald, but yeah, you, you know, I think. It, it's it's fashion thing, isn't it? Like it comes in and it comes out. Um, famous yeah, models have done having there, and and it, it sets trends. But um, God, yeah, I can't even remember the last time I saw anyone with a skinhead. Like you're the first one I've seen for a long time. The reactions that I get, right? And you've got to have. I've got 
bigger balls yeah. most 99.9% of the men I know, right? They are in- yeah. invisible, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but they're big, right? Because you know when, just say now, for instance, I was, um, I'll give you two scenarios, okay? I was in um, Costa, um, shout out to the coffee lovers up there. Yeah. I know you won. <laughs> yeah. Last week, and I seen a girl that um, used to be a member in the gym. Um, yeah. So I, I ended up managing that gym then after um, after doing my qualifications. And yeah. um, so I knew everybody. And she, I was talking to her and I could see her looking like at the side of my head at the cap on. And I went, yeah, and I just shaved my hair off. And she looked yeah. at me and she was like, let me see. And yeah. she had off and she went, that's crazy. And she was just like, she did, just didn't know what to say. And I was like, yeah, but it's crazy for you though, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy for you, isn't crazy mm. for me? And it's like, yeah, but isn't it great now that the next person you see that's done it, you'll be like, oh, I know somebody else has done that. Mm. I'd rather it... take it on the chin for every other person. You can't say for being different, for being themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And just going, well, you know, that's just it then. How do you feel now? Yeah. You know, <laughs> how do you feel? Um, but yeah, and I think, yeah, so and I had great satisfaction in knowing that she walked away from me going, Okay, that that's just who she is. Yeah, it, it, you make a valid, you make a very, very valid point. Um, some people accuse me of doing like crazy stuff, and I and I think no, what's crazy is um, repeating the same thing that you did last week and thinking you're going to change from it this week. Yeah. I.e., the yeah. prosecco, the prosecco o'clock club. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have a treat this weekend. I'm going to get smashed on Saturday. Uh, wake up Sunday eat loads of shit, get to yeah. Sunday night, do some wanky Facebook post about how I'm going to change starting Monday morning yeah. and then come back to Friday, you just do the same process again. Yeah. I mean, g- going back to what we did at the weekend, it was it, it was nuts, but we had... A, I, yeah. I, I woke up about three in the morning and I just started laughing because it was absolutely freezing and it was just like, it was the boffy was awful. <laughs> my, my nana's shed, it was just absolutely rotten. <laughs> And I was like, I can definitely hear something moving on the floor, and I think it's rats. Um, but it probably wasn't rats because it was that cold. They all died of hypothermia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I said to one of the lads with us, even hypothermia has got to be earned. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. we all die of hypothermia, we'll have earned it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like some people have like messaged me. That, yeah. yeah. Some people have messaged me privately saying. That's mad. I'm like, no, what's mad is exactly what you've just said. Like, yeah. mad is just doing the same thing. Uh, or mad to you is not mad to me. And yeah, just I, I, have an adventure. Do you know what I mean like you shaving your hair off is you having a bit of a mini adventure? That's what I say to people. Like, you don't have to go to the wilds of Scotland and sleep in a boffy for an adventure. We can do things in our normal day to day life yeah. that catch someone else and go, oh, they're doing something a bit different over there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone claims to be different, but are they really? I don't know. I don't think they are because everyone wants... And I think it's hard, isn't it? You know, Um, but it's just having confidence to... It's it's a huge thing, having confidence to be in who you are. Yeah. And um, I can't lie to myself. If I'm in a job and I don't don't like it, I ain't doing it. Mm. (laughs) I can't, physically can't do something I don't want to do. If I'm in a relationship and I'm unhappy, I'm going to say, mate, I'm not happy. Like, you know, and... Just, yeah, and it's just with everything, isn't it? So looking at myself every day thinking, 
I want to skin it. I want to be bald again. And, mm. and I just, I think it's, it's, it's major of being in control of, um, of it because the first time, yeah, it was for charity and I did it for a friend really. Second time I didn't have a choice. Um, I can say I didn't care, but you know, it obviously affected me in some way. Yeah. Uh, and this time it was like, no, I want to do it. Look at me. Look how, look how in control of my happiness and health I am. Um, and I can be bald if I want to be. Do you, um, w- with the rise of social media and Instagram and, and these sort of visual platforms, um, how do you how do you find them overall a positive experience or any negativity ever? Uh, social media is there's positives and negatives, just like there is in everything else in life, mm. isn't there? Really. Um, and, but personally, and I've listened to a few of your podcasts where you've tapped into this, and yeah. Um, it's super crazy actually because I live in like a really small town in South yeah. Wales and you don't yeah. really hear of anybody like outreaching, you know. Um, but I had a, um, I, was, I had a, a published, do you say that? I don't know, in a chat magazine. Right. And the heading was uh, Facebook helped me beat cancer. Right. Because I would share everything on there. You know, yeah. positives, negatives um, of treatment on just my journey in general. Yeah. And I had complete and utter strangers mm. uh, really, really, you know, support me massively. And I didn't, and it's weird how, because I know, I can't remember which podcast um, it was that you had now, but it was sort of looking for people, uh, looking for likes and comments and yeah acceptance yeah. from people you don't know yeah yeah, yeah. but i had that <laughs> yeah an overwhelming warming support of strangers mm. and how can that not be positive yeah yeah you know no i get that um there was a negative where um it is sort of uh i think it was i've been in a few things so it could have been like I think it was Rugby World magazine I was in once and the sort of the online part of it. Yeah. That somebody sort of said, um, uh, so it was like 21, two children, the boys' ages are on there. And this person basically said, yeah, pretty girl, shame about the tattoos. And has, I, mm. and has anybody done the maths? Right. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like after all that you've just read, yeah. yeah. And online and everything, that's what you come back with thinking, who are you, mate? Who are you? But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's 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 funny. It's funny how people react to it, and it's funny how people yeah. throw throw negativity in there. Um, yeah, but it's you, cool, you know. Yeah, whatever. You know, but that, yeah, I had a huge positive from it all, and I still do, you know. So I, no, you do. You've got to for those people, and we'll give the links at the end for those people who don't follow you. You, you definitely live in it. You're definitely on the on the rock and roll. Um. I know you sent me a clip the other day, rugby, uh, rugby referee. I, um, I used to football referee. Now, nice. Uh, uh, well, you say Probably that. Probably you than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, um, there's more respect in rugby um, between players and, and officials, but you yeah. add a new dynamic to it because now you're an official and you're a woman. In, yeah. a, in a in a obviously I saw you refereeing a, a, a male game. Yeah. So how does that how does that stack up? And that must have been a challenge. Um, so rugby again, you know, I never played it. Uh, my first sort of memory then of witnessing a rugby game was sort of if there was a 
international game on and it was just a piss up basically wasn't it like all the yeah. on come on let's go out yeah you, know, you buy a new dress and you know you chuck your heels on which is rare for me these days and yeah you said you've you'd have the guys with the pints just looking at the screen and then you'd have the girls just on the side i was one of those girls a while you know well yeah, a yeah. long time a long time ago now but so yeah rugby was i didn't know anything about it didn't know any of the rules or anything yeah so, Basically, how rugby came into my life was my eldest son was was in it was started a team, so he was right. started in sevens and eights, and it must have been under sevens actually because my youngest son was too young to start. Right. So I found myself then whilst Travis was on the pitch training, uh, I was on the side of the pitch then with my little one and all the other little ones. Right. So I'd have the ball and I was messing about with them and you know just keeping them entertained as the mothers huddled like penguins near cars between you know the wind and the rain and yeah. or in cars i was at the side of the pitch with getting stuck in yeah so again just sort of how fate happened for me to be in a situation for somebody to say well why don't you just just do your level one and um, oh there was no coach actually lined up because a new coach becomes you know a coach every every age group yeah yeah under seven. so so I did it and I had absolutely no knowledge or experience on rugby or coaching mm-hmm. at all till day one of my course. And I just watched wow. it. So I did my level one, did my level two. And yeah, so I coached in the six, sevens, eights, nines, uh, mainly on my own. Wow. So uh, I had like 20 odd six-year-olds on my own and there were, most of them were boys, a couple of girls to begin with, but I'd have a huge yeah. ball bag. I'd have all the, the, the bottles and the beakers and everything. And they just followed me like as you would, just they were just on the line of truths constantly. And it, it so you know, going back to the, the, the sort of military side of it then as well, it was yeah. like, I had uh, a manner about me that everybody just, just listened to. Everyone just listened to me. Yeah. I could say that. I was just, I was always stern, but I was always fair. Yeah. And everyone just really enjoyed. I, I took no shit, um, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I'd call the kids out if they were doing something. I'd be like, oh, should we all do that? Should we? Come on, then, everybody do it. Come on, then, let's all do it together. Then. Let's do what he's doing. And, they, and they'd be like, oh, sure, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. And I just That's... loved it. Being out in the weather, and it was cold, it was challenging, it was energetic, it was fun. It was rewarding. It was just, it was awesome. So then, yeah, I went into referee and then after that, and that just took another level to the, obviously the discipline. Do you still ref? I don't, no. Oh, uh, do you not? No, I will one day, but it, it ended up, I was I was coaching, I was playing, I was refing, and it was just rugby, rugby, rugby. And yeah, I can remember one day I was refereeing a game and my sons were, again, still super, super young. Mm. And I could just hear, Mom, oh. Mom, and like when you're when you're a parent, Mom, Dad, you think you always think it's you. It's like, is that my child? <laughs> um, but it was a seamless game. It's like, Mom, and I just looked over and I was like, Oh, oh. man, you know, I just like yeah. So I was just story of my life, doing too much, you know. Uh, but I will, I will one day. It's, it's, yeah, I love it. So I, I will return. Um, I can't remember his name. I hope you can. There's like a famous Welsh rugby referee, isn't there? And there's like Joe loads Owens, of like, yeah. yeah, that's him. <laughs> and there's that clip where he says, "I don't know if you've met, but I'm the referee." Like that's we haven't met, but yeah. I'm the referee. Definitely, and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never got any any jip, as we say in Welsh. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I never got any any back chat or anything from anybody because I think I just have have that that manner and presence about myself to begin with. Yeah. And I think respect is earned, not given. And from the word go, you know, just the way that you spoke to them and just the way you carry yourself. And I was given a bit of advice once just to have something about yourself. And how, how old were you when you were doing this? 22. Oh, wow. So you 23, beat... 22, 23. Yeah, I did it for a couple of years. And you'd obviously... You'd beaten your cancer then, and yeah. then you were... Re- so you beating cancer, then you were re- rugby refereeing. That's Everything's a really... Come young... from after wow. that, yeah. Wow. Lots of things. That's like... It's all... Wow, yeah. Fill 10 podcasts, John. But, <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Um, like I said, it's just amazing opportunities have come since... Wow. And the day I was diagnosed to, to know, not just after it, during too. You, you talk about opportunities, but I believe everyone, we all have opportunities, but it's down to people to grab them. Yeah. I know loads of people yeah. who say, who say next year, or I'll do it next week, or I'll do it oh, fucking I'm doing whenever. It, like, I'll do it now at like four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, yeah. But Monday it, people, like Monday, like, I, I know this is crazy, but like, in my head is like, Tomorrow isn't promised. No, what for anyone. You know, you have to do it now. You know, you ha- you got to. And I think, I, like I said, I'm fortunate to have been through what I have to mm. have that to have that mindset. Because, and um, yeah, it was a shame. Yes, it took it took cancer to, to give me that lesson. But oh my god, you know, thank you because I have that forever. And if I want to do something, I'm doing it now. Yeah, no, this. You you definitely have like a go getter like sort of attitude and and I feel like from people who I've met similar to you who've had that like life changing experience they do just suddenly just go I'm doing everything now do you know what I mean because tomorrow isn't isn't guaranteed and there's there's too many people living in um some some somewhere island do you know what I mean or oh, somewhere over there I'll do it sometime or you know I get people say I I get people saying me all the time oh I'll definitely come out um. Sometime next year. Sometime next year. Do you want to yeah. be a bit more vague than that? Like, do you want? <laughs> yeah, and you just know though from the word go, isn't it? You know what? Yeah. You know the response you're gonna get, isn't it? Just but like I, I, my days are are set, right? That I have something planned for every minute of the day. Like I know exactly what I'm doing and when and how long it's gonna take me. And and I'm the one. So you see people sort of walking around shops and you know they have little chats. I'm running. <laughs> I'm running. If I'm popping into Tesco's and I'm getting something from the further side, I'm fucking. I'm running because, like, I gotta be somewhere. I gotta do something. You know, it's like I don't schedule Tesco's for like 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm in. I'm getting in. And I'm out. I gotta and go. I've got, like, and I've got so stuff to just, do. Yeah. People are just like, hello. And like, it's just, it's just. If you can see me, then well, awesome. Yeah. No. It's, it's full on there. Karis, we're absolutely smashing through this, mate. So what we'll do is we're going to move on to a part of the show that I really, really, really like um, called the five watts. So the first one, um, uh, what's the greatest piece of advice you've been given? Uh, okay, so yeah, I've thought about this, Lord, as I think as everybody else has. Um, but it's more of, again, what I've experienced than advice that I've been given. And it was just a day during my treatment where, um, so yeah, I have a dog, shout out to my yeah. beautiful... To the wolf. To the wolf, yeah. So <laughs> she just saved me as well during my treatment. And one reason why was because one day I'd come downstairs, so she'd obviously push me out of bed, you know, and I'd let her outside to do a business. And it was a beautiful day. And 
because I, I had treatment during the summer and I went outside and I can just remember as if, because like I said, I isolated myself and I can remember just feeling the wind on my cheeks, just as if it was the first time I'd ever heard, I'd ever seen, I'd ever felt all of these things. And I think yeah. you know, people say you have to appreciate and you know, appreciate the small things, but yeah, but it's those small things that are actually the biggest things because without your senses, what have you got? Mm. And yeah, I was ill, but I could see my children. I could touch my children. I could yeah, yeah. kiss them. I could speak to them. I could see them. And that, I just had that overwhelming um, lesson of like being born. But obviously when you're yeah. born, you don't, you don't realize because you're, you're just being born. Like but Small things, small things matter. I just had this incredible, overwhelming feeling of using all of my senses at the age of 21. And wow. Yeah, so just to appreciate the, the, the smallest, biggest things, which is your senses before anything else. Fair enough. Yeah, that's great. Um, second one, what's on your bucket list, either as as an individual or as a, as a business? Uh, okay, so I think... I'll smash it as an individual um, because <laughs> my business is just me and it's just like, um, I don't, I, I don't promote, I don't need to, I just, you know, I have a following because like they say, I am my project, isn't it? So I just, yeah, I, yeah. I was, I'm going to just roll up as a whole. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of guys have said this new podcast is obviously to travel. Um, mm-hmm. My, um, my life goal probably is to show my sons the world and show them that, um, you know, how incredible life is by how massive and amazing the world is and everybody that walks in it yeah everyone and everything um yeah so travel with the lads um and yeah so i am super into reminding myself of my strength on a daily basis so i have massively ticked off a bodybuilding show that i smashed last year yeah Um, yeah so next on the bucket list is uh sprint triathlons uh, Iron Man one day, but I want to do it laughing, not crying, you know, yeah. put dying to do the 17 hours. I want to do it laughing. Um, yeah, so just sprint triathlons, open water, just, yeah, put a mark on the stamp on the world, like, you know. So. Wow, fair, fair enough. Um, third one, um, what's been your toughest day? Okay, so my toughest day, I think, I'm, I can't speak for any other survivors, but I think those who haven't been through it would probably think the toughest day would be the day that you were diagnosed. Yeah. But the toughest day for me was the day I was told I was cured. Oh, wow. Because I'd, I'd endured something for so long mm. and everybody sort of brainwashes you with this sort of fight talk. Fight, you have mm. to fight. Come on, you can do it. You can fight it. You're such a fighter. Fight, mm. fight, 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 fight. And then like, so got some good news. It's gone. So you don't have to fight anymore. Yeah. And you're like, just the same numbing feeling as you get when yeah. you're told you've got it. And I was like, well, I couldn't, I just couldn't accept the congratulations. My mother tapped me on the back because it was like, what you do? And she was like, you done it, girl. And I was like, get off me now. Um, and I just sort of looked around the room. as I, She told me this as I still have in the chemo. And mm. I was like, I'm sitting here and everyone's around me and you build a bond with everybody. Mm. And it's like, I, I felt strong-minded enough to do it for everybody in our room, for everybody in the world. I was like, I'll fight it for mm. everyone, you know? 
So I was like, nah, that, that was, so was like, yeah, that was a really tough one for me. I'm not knowing where to have gone from there, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, exactly. Crazy enough. Well, that's an interesting because I yeah no that's that's really caught me off guard. Which will move me on to number four. Um, what's been your happiest day? Ah, this still makes me smile. Actually, a little grin on my face was um, because we haven't even got into this either. But yeah, so it's the day um that I passed my selection in the army. Oh right. Um, yeah. So obviously, the genetic answer would be the day is my. Yeah, you, I you spoke sons. to them about this. Yeah, I spoke to them about this, and I was like, "Obviously, you guys are." Um, but that day, um, so yeah, I, I went to join the army, and because of the way I am, and I just think I I could bring so much and be a massive um, influence on on other people um, to be regimented and just to have respect and all all of the morals and things. Yeah. Um, but the day, so if people think job interviews are hard. Try being a mother, a single mother of two, with a medical history that I've got. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 standing on the last day of selection and being told that you've been accepted, and just being read back the comments that were written about me over over the course of the, the few days that I was there, and that I'd be highly commended, and that they'd hope that I'd return for an officer role. Wow. And not often does my bottom lip shave. <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, I've done a lot in my short life. And that to me was just the best feeling ever. And I don't think I've, I've, I'll ever forget that feeling of, of self-pride. Wow. And um, without sort of diving off in, into it, because I think we definitely need to have a part two of this. Um, why didn't you join the army? What, 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 what? What went Why on did there? I? Did, did you did you serve? Did you? Um, I'm I'm in the reserves. Oh right, okay, yeah. right, sorry, yeah. right. I'm so not saying. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I'd I've applied as a regular, obviously, but my son's. You know, yeah. I can't yet, but being such a young parent. Yeah. Uh, I know bringing them up is obviously my priority in life, but one day they're going to be up and gone to uni, or maybe yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. they do. They hopefully they bomb me out. You know, like they do most weekends now because they're old enough. But you know, they they'll get to an age where you know they'll create their own goals, and I will just be the, you know, hey mom over the phone or yeah, yeah. holidays. I want them to be like that with me, so then I can just go when they do do that to me. Um, I'll I'll have a, a reason and um, a life to live. Wow. Because, yes, I'm a mother, but I am Karis here for when, and I, I have so much to offer the world. Wow, that's absolutely fair enough. I didn't even, I didn't even, when I did, did my sort of spy work on you, I didn't even know, I didn't even see any sort of military, um, anything with sort early of... Days. It's super yeah, early days. Yeah, I, I so, know, fair, fair yeah. play to you. Um, fair play, that's Bob on. Um, so, fifth and final one. God, uh, this is a question. Uh, what's next? What's next? So much and so little time <laughs> to explain. <laughs> but yeah, so much time in life, which is cool. But um, yeah, so just to continue to show people on how beautiful life is and how, you know, they have to choose to see it that way. Because God forbid, if, if your health is taken from you, then mm. you'll soon realise, you know. So yeah, just to, just to help people see that now because I'm fortunate enough to be able to do so. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, just, uh, and again, to maybe just teach and help people to be in control of their minds because your happiness and your health is your responsibility. Nobody else's. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, just, just cracking on with that. And to, again, show people the importance of physical, um, physical activity. So not just for your, your health, your physical health, for your mental health and everything, because I will, I work through jobs. I absolutely don't stop. I use every second of the day and I find if I don't, if I don't train, so if I don't swim, if I don't run or if I don't do anything, I, I'm fully aware of the mental state that I'm put into because I haven't done something for me. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it's just everything I continue to, to do for the rest of my life will be, will brush off another people. And the main one obviously is to, um, to raise my two young men to be fine gentlemen. And if I fail in that, I've failed in everything. No, no, I, I don't think you will. Um, Brilliant. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Caris, I think we could uh, fill about another thousand podcasts. Um, where can, <laughs> yeah, I know where can people, where can people find you? Not, so, not literally in real life. I don't want people, <laughs> people come around your house. It's okay. They can try. They soon bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you commented on a picture of mine saying, uh, watch out for the sharks. I was like, oh, they spit me out and apologize yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> um, so yeah, on Instagram, it's um, Caris Alpha T1LT. Um, Carlos Bowen and there's the picture of me bald of course yeah um, as I am on Facebook um, Carlos Bowen they are private pages so um, uh, yeah so yeah is, you, is, is your Instagram one more business page related or is it or is it a slash like business slash personal page yeah it's, it's both at the moment so basically down to my my personal training I have a, a very very few um a few clients because I right. I have other jobs, so yeah, I, yeah. it's quality, not quantity. And I I want and I and I do um, move forward with with my clients with a life coaching approach because yeah, coming into a session and sweating with me for an hour, whereas I shout you and tell you not to let yourself down and make use of you know the time, isn't going to change your life. Yeah, uh, it's going to get you through the you know the the warm up, the the workout, and the cool down, but it's not going to change you. So. Um, yeah, so it's it's a selective few, and um, my goal then is to is to help my clients be confident enough to be able to walk into a commercial gym or to go for a run alone. And I don't want them to rely on me heavily. You yeah, know, I, no, I want I to evolve them into confident, happy human beings. So, um, so yeah, it's, I haven't got so much of a business page. Maybe you know, in time. But yeah, it's like I said, it's. It's I am me and I have the following that I have just from being myself. So yeah, just um, well, yeah, just check me follow. Yeah, yeah. Just keep track uh, of my madness. Yeah, no, fair enough, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been a fantastic 2019. Um, you're only as good as the people you talk to and chat with, and you surround yourself with the right people, and you have the right outlook on life. And uh, you know, it's hard not to be impressed. Um, to be diagnosed with cancer at 21 and, and have the ability to smash its teeth in and put your gum shield in and then become into rugby and then open swimming. It's, you know, it's, it's an incredible feat. And, you know, 28, mate, you, you've got another 25 lifetimes to live. And uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's incredible, um, the sort of super positive outlook that you're putting out there. And, you know, really thank you for coming on and being the last guest of 2019. I feel like we're, we're ending on a super, hey, no, that's what it's all about. 
it's uh, it's important to f- always start strong and finish strong. Um, what happens in the middle doesn't matter as long as you get to the end. And uh, it's been a fantastic year to have so many great guests on. And uh, 2020, um, just stand by because we're only just going to keep on rocking and rolling, man. I, Christmas for me is a bit of a distraction, but I'll enjoy Christmas Day um, and then I'll be straight back into it. Uh, Karis, thanks very much for coming on the show. Um, it's been absolutely Cheers fantastic. Me, John. Thank you. And uh, everyone else there in the old podcast universe, just remember there's always 5% and 10% more. Have a great Christmas and uh, set some goals for the new year and uh, stop living on somewhere island and we'll catch you in 2020. Adios. <laughs>